Thanks for listening to Reality Breached. For those of you who enjoyed the first half of our Best Albums of the Teens episode, here is the exciting conclusion with me and Alden Kirkland talking about our favorite albums from the year 2010 to 2019. Enjoy. Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of the Reality Breach Podcast. I'm Sergio, your host. I'm here again with Alden Kirkland. Hey, guys. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, if you tuned in last time, uh, we appreciate it. We talked an hour about music. Yeah. Uh, it's the longest you've ever talked about music on this podcast. It's, it's absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you have no fucking clue, man. Like, as much music as I listen to, I should probably have a music podcast. I just don't. No one. Yeah. No one will sit down and talk to talk to me about music. No one gives a shit. I'm sorry. It's weird. I'll talk about music like, all the time with you, pal. Yeah, like <laughs> people don't appreciate music. They're like, oh, I love music. It's like, no, you listen to the same six fucking albums Mm-mm. for two decades, and you're like, oh, I really like that album. It's like, shut up. <laughs> just shut the fuck up. I'll you don't ab- like music. I'll talk about music with you, pal. Yeah, and I know you like music. Just, just, just call me whenever. Yeah. <laughs> So this is another here's another episode where we're going to talk about music. So again, just skip over this one. I'm if, sorry that 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 you have uh, two episodes of Reality Breach that you're not listening to if you don't like music. Yeah, I, I promise you. May, may, I, you know what? I might have squeezed a, a a nerd one in between these two. I don't know. Maybe it, there's some production time on these. Who fucking knows? <laughs> All I know is that these are going to be posted before the end of the year. Okay. So. Let's talk about music. Last time, we basically what we are doing is listing our 20 favorite albums yes. from the teens. Mm-hmm. Not the 19 teens, the 20 teens. 20 teens. The 20 teens. And That's a weird statement. Just <laughs> 20 teens. <laughs> Last episode, I went through uh, my numbers 20 through 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alden lazily did not n- number his. It's not that I was lazy. It was... <laughs> It's not that I was lazy. It was just, I, come on, dude. You're asking me a lot. <laughs> All I'm saying is I'm prepared. I'm not unprepared. <laughs> I came very prepared. I came over prepared, actually. <laughs> came over prepared. Um, I just, there's just, I can't, I can't number. I just can't do it. It's like, I, some albums just have better things for better reasons. And other, mm-hmm. you know, just, I can't number my friends either. That you know what? That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You're always talking about who your best friend is on, on uh, d- d- like Dead Scene Kids. No, you guys. You, nope. Nope. <laughs> your mouth from your mouth. No. No. So Hunter and Fuck Boy <laughs> Racer, they <laughs> they tend to bring up in conversation on Instagram about how much I say Madison, and then then Hunter goes, "Oh, you mean your best friend?" Yeah. Yeah. All the time, so it's not me because <laughs> no, uh-uh. no, it's, it's like, like yeah. it's like setting the my, no, it's like yeah, I setting guarantee it up. you you've said the phrase my best friend Madison. It, I have said it, mm-hmm. but it was also like setting the land of you know this is our this is our first couple episodes. Let me introduce you to the people that I'm going to talk about frequently, <laughs> and so you know who they are if I say it. Sure, sure, <laughs> okay, because you're st- you're wanting to start a narrative. Okay, I get absolutely. It. I am Coheed and Cambria. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Alden's here from the Dead Scene Kids podcast. It is a podcast on the Reality Breached podcast network. It can be found everywhere that everywhere. you find podcasts. Reality we'll probably Breach. plug it again at the end of it. Uh, but check it out. It's really cool. It's him and Hunter Camp. But let's talk about music. Okay. 
We're on my number 10. Ooh. Number 10. Top 10. Play ominous music. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, at number 10, and I'm probably going to get shit for this one and fuck everybody, but Ed Sheeran wow. Divide. Aww. Why did you say multiply? <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Multiply is higher on the list. Okay, high five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Multiply's a better album, but they both deserve to be on the list. No, divide that. I'm sorry, that, that not my list. Not, not, my, yeah, not that, your list. Not my list. This is not, this is not my list. We, me and Hunter have, have equally said we're not going to give shit about people and their, uh, their, their choice in music because, dude, you like music. It's your choice in music. Yeah. It's just not, not for me. It and then that's fine. That's it fine. Is, that divide is not for me for sure. Shit. Like the week Divide came out, it was the only thing I listened to. Yeah. Like start to finish. And and when I say start to finish, I don't mean like track one to track ten. I mean like track one to pass the bonus tracks. Yeah. And then it just started playing random like Ed Sheeran afterwards. I was like, oh fuck, it's over? Well, let's start this <laughs> over. Uh it's so good. It's so and and like there are so many songs that stand out. Yeah. Like uh, Galway Girl, Galway Girl. That was the immediately the only one I could go to. Really? Yeah. Um, what's the one about his fucking dying mom? Um, Damn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Supermarket Flowers. Okay. Like it's so beautifully written and just feels so like buttoned up and British. That okay. I'm f- nodding my head. I, I straight up cried so many times listening to super, Supermarket Flowers. And it's simple. It's just simple things. Like, I'm pouring her coffee down the sink. You know, it's like, oh, she didn't yeah. finish it, so I'm pouring her coffee down. It's just just simple lyrics Yeah, is something that Ed Sheeran does really, really well. It, yeah. See, and for me, that was Multiply. And I don't agree, I don't disagree. As yeah, I said, multiply is on my list oh my as God. well. Uh, because it, we'll, and we'll talk about that when we when, yeah, you, when yeah. you talk about multiply. But but, I'll talk about my my wolves with yeah. Like I, there's a reason it's not up there with multiple multiply. But uh, yeah, divide from the moment they were dropping singles. Like yeah. Castle on the Hill is great. Yeah, you know um, the that one that's shit that the fucking huge hit. Um, n- perfect. Yeah, perfect. The one with or without Beyonce? Without. Oh. I'm sorry. I respect Beyonce. <laughs> she needs to stay the fuck off my music. Oh. <laughs> okay? Ooh. If I want to hear Beyonce, I'm going to go listen to Beyonce. Sure. Yeah, her version of that song. Her The one she's on it, is it, Okay, yeah, trash. I, I agree. Trash. I'm not going to say it's trash because um, I, I have a music podcast and I don't want to be um, castrated. Um, I'm not going to say anything bad about Beyonce. Uh, not, and they is, don't fit together. There you go. They don't there you fit, go. They don't fit together. And I'm I'm not shitting on on. I I refuse yeah. to shit on Beyonce. I literally have a a uh, Destiny's Child calendar up right now from the year 2002 because the dates line up with 2019. Really? Yeah. That is Bills, 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 Destiny Child. Yes, dude. it is. Yeah. I actually just got that record, <laughs> like that album on record. Oh, that's cool. So good. Uh, 20th anniversary. Yeah. So like, I, I, I'm, I, I'll ride with, with Beyonce. It's just, I don't, 
I also don't like when a song is written one way, recorded one way, and then an artist pokes their fucking nose into it later. And, and it's not like a super like remix. Like uh, Lizzo just released a version of uh, one of her big songs. With Ariana with, Grande. With Ari- yeah. And I'm like, why the fuck are you on this song? Yeah. It's just, I didn't like it. I, I added it to my library and I was like, this was nice to listen to and I deleted it. Yeah. I was, it's like, don't. just. I, I love Ariana. I, I do too. I love her. Get the fuck off that Lizzo song. It's not your song. <laughs> but if they were to record a new song collaboratively be, from the beginning. Be bomb ass. Yes, it would. So. My next one is Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon 2. Okay. Here's, yeah, here's another one you're going to have to hold my hand through. Like, Okay. This is, I don't know, dude. Uh, I'm, I don't have suicidal thoughts at all. Good. I've never had suicidal <laughs> thoughts, but it doesn't pass the fact that I mm-hmm. understand suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. And Man on the Moon 2 goes through a really dark process. Um, now, some of the things resonated with me in Man on the Moon. So Man on the Moon 1 was very much, uh, this is fun. I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I love you know, I love popping pills. It's great. It makes me yeah. feel feel woozy, and I like it. Um, check out these shoes I got. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it, okay. All right, it's 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 a really fun album. And then he really changes in Man on the Moon too, which is so. And the way I think about it is like, okay, this is what we see. And then mm-hmm. in Man on the Moon too, it's like this is the dark side of the moon. This is what the stuff that we never see, which is super dark. He goes into battling himself. He goes to battling depression mm-hmm. uh, and then like battling loneliness and like all sorts of stuff. And I was like, I agree with this. It's uh, it, the way you're describing it. And, and now I don't mean this like literally, but conceptually speaking, late 80s hair metal yeah. is the first album. Early 90s grunge is the second album. Yeah. It's like the, the because the grunge was basically the hangover that the entire country had from shitty hair metal, <laughs> you know? And, and that's how you're describing these two albums. And it's, it's, it's a lot of people say that they can, they can't listen to man on, they can listen to man on the moon one, but they don't like man on the moon two. Mm. And like I said, this is something that I love. I love to, to talk about like the underdog and the one that you, you think is really bad, mm-hmm. but you come back to it and man on the moon two. It's like, dude, it's got ghost, uh, where he talks about where it's a feeling that I go through, frequently is being in a room full of people and still being alone okay uh and that's what ghost is Mm -hmm. um and then there is it's just so many so many depressive uh things uh and at that time it really resonated with me and it still does at some point how old is it like when it came out came out in 2011 2011 2010 maybe okay let's make sure and it's Kid Cuddy. Kid Cuddy. All right. And like, dude, now he's like wearing crop tops on stage, like doing acid. And I'm like, yes, I want to be Kid <laughs> Cuddy when I grow up. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Man on the Moon 2. The Legend of the Rager, of Mr. Rager, came out in 2010. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's got, it's got the song Marijuana. Um, <clears throat> it's got uh, Maniac. I don't, I don't know why that's funny to me. <laughs> Uh, it's got Mr. Rager, uh, Trapped in My Mind. It's just, uh, just so good. It's a really great album. Uh, let's see. My number nine, speaking of a great album, is That's the Spirit by Bring Me the Horizon. Horizon. Yeah. Okay. And 
like Bring Me the Horizon prior to that Suspiria was a band that was not not on my radar in any way. Did you not like the the one prior to That's the Spirit? No. Oh my god! Like, I, I, like after hearing That's the Spirit, I tr- I tried to go back. You know, I tried to go. Don't b- go back too far. Yeah, don't. Go no, back too- I I tr- I tried going. I I listened to all of them. and I was like, I don't want to hear any of this ever again. <sighs> any of it. You know, like I I went to see I I saw them like two weeks ago. It was, yeah, yeah, them and Sleeping the- Sirens. At the Fillmore? Yeah, at the Fillmore. I wanted to go to that show. And uh I didn't know Sleeping with Sirens was opening. Yeah. Poppy opened for them. Yeah. And Poppy's fucking great. Yeah, dude. We talked about Poppy on the on you, you did. one of the episodes. Um, yeah. yeah. It's so weird. It's so <laughs> fucking weird, man. Like I, I, I turned to my cousin who went with me and I was like, dude, can Poppy just open for every band I ever watch ever <laughs> yeah, again? Because yeah. <laughs> I don't know a damn one of these songs, but I want to hear them all again. We actually talk about Poppy on the uh the My Chemical Romance episode. Oh, okay. I haven't heard that one yet. Uh but but no, like they weren't on my radar at all. And at the concert, you know, we were chatting with some of the fans outside as we we're waiting to get in, mm-hmm. and we just collectively called all the music before "That's the Spirit" the before times because <laughs> we were looking at the playlist on setlist.com and it was like, uh, looks like they're going to play a few songs from bef- the before times, and they're like, okay, well, I guess it'll be fine. <laughs> See, Sympaternal uh, was so good. All right. Silver Turtle's so good, dude. It's so good. Okay. It was the transition for them because, you know, mm-hmm. Ollie had, he, he was, uh, he was singing incorrectly mm-hmm. uh, and it ruined his vocal cords. He was like, oh, okay, so we can't do this stuff anymore. <laughs> uh, so let's try this. And so Sempaternal came out and, and the writing on Sempaternal was really great. And then That's the Spirit was a follow up. And I was like, shit. And, yeah. then, and then they followed it up with this new album. And I'm like, uh huh. Yeah. D- dude, they put on. <laughs> Probably a top five show. Ever. Yeah, yeah, it was that good. They were fucking amazing. Okay, um, and they played everything off of that's the spirit that you would want to hear. Okay, uh, and like drown when they played drown, <sighs> drown. So have you, that video is fantastic. Oh my I god, I cried for a solid three minutes the entire time they played drown. I'm glad to know that you cry at mu- at, oh, uh, at yeah. music What's at music festivals and venues because oh, I do yeah. all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I, I just that's in my car my car and I cry about music all the time. Yeah, I'm glad that we have that in common. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, and and what's what's crazy about that album specifically is it carries a like a like a weight to its lyrics and mm-hmm. a a visceral feeling to its delivery that all of the other bands in th- that they share a genre with just don't have. Yeah. Like they're self-serious but at the same time understand what they're doing is silly. Yeah. And I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very self-aware of where they sit in the universe of mm-hmm. music, and that's the spirit is them like bursting through and saying, "Oh, by the way, we're way fucking better at this than you know." <laughs> you know, and they are like they're like Amo, their ammo or whatever the fuck it's called, their new al- album. It's yeah. fucking great. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. Oh shit, that album was good, dude. Uh, maybe I'll give it another it's try. It's so good. Yeah, and. And it's they have that same. It's almost a swagger. It's okay. a swagger that other bands like them they don't just doesn't have. They, they don't have. Uh, uh, what is your number nine? <laughs> my number something is uh, is you should be here by Kehlani. Kehlani. Okay, I've heard that name. Yes, you have heard Kehlani from the. Uh, she did su- a song recently, right? She did the song on the Suicide Squad album. Uh, okay, that's not where I know her from. Okay. Mm. She, uh, 
she went on she went on a tour and Demi Lovato came out and they made out on a bed. That was a thing. Okay. That was totally okay. Yeah, no, no, that's not where I know that. Okay, so I don't, I don't know where you know Kaylani from, but you, uh, while you talk, I'll find out. She, uh, she put out this album called "You Should Be Here," and it was originally just on SoundCloud, and it was, it just came out of nowhere for me, uh, and I wasn't a fan of, at the time, I wasn't mm-hmm. a fan of any of the stuff that she had done. Uh, she put out a, a thing called Cloud Nine, um, and I didn't know about it, and then this "You Should Be Here" came out out of nowhere, and. The album art is fantastic. It, it you know it just looks so good, and she's got this voice, and she dances. It like it, it was like the whole package of what an R and B singer should should have been mm-hmm. from the nineties, and how like it's transcended into I just sing and I look pretty, so that's nice, and yeah. I wear heels. And she's like, Nah, I don't fuck with heels. Give me some chucks, and I'm a dance to this song. Okay, and so and but. She's not the she's not the greatest singer, and we all know that. But she's a package, and the package. So she writes, yeah. she writes, so she produces. So she's a talented J Lo. Exactly. Okay. Uh, or or you know you know a better singer, Sierra. <laughs> she did a song with Zed. That's where I know. That yes, name. that song That's is so a good. good. Song. Yeah. Such a good song. Yeah, I like Zed a lot. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd forgotten that she had done that song with mm-hmm. Zed. I didn't know that you would have known that. But yeah, I listened to that song maybe for like a, a month straight when it came out. Yeah. It's, I think it's been out a month. Yeah, it has. Yeah, I think it's been out a month. Uh, but she did the song on Suicide Squad, uh, Gangster. Okay. Uh, and that's the song where Joker pushes Harley Quinn into the, the, the vad. Mm-hmm. And so that's the song that's playing. Okay. Uh, so usually that's where people know her from. I probably know that song. I just don't know that I know yeah. that was her. Yeah, because I'd never heard of her until until that in, the until song. the Zed song. But that the dude that you should be here. It just came out of nowhere and it slapped me like a train. <laughs> it slapped you like it a train. Slapped me like a train. And I was like, every song on this album is so good. And then she goes into like. Uh, talking about her mom and how like her and her mom never had a really great relationship and being you know just being a black uh black girl from oakland it's just mm-hmm. it's, it's a really great album cool yeah yeah it's very far outside of my normal uh <laughs> yeah my normal umbrella all right let me move to my number eight and this is this is the one i'm the most confident you probably have on your list as well you sure i'm not sure <laughs> but it, it, like if if you don't have it i will be surprised it's danger days it's not on my list. Shit, really? It's not on my list. Wow. Let me tell you why. Okay. Let me tell you why. MCR was on my list. Okay. And and there's another one I did this for as well. It just said, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, wow. Don't make me do this. <laughs> oh, dude. Because it was so hard to choose. I mean, dude, Danger Days is such a great album. Mm-hmm. Um I I need you to read the comic. Ah, okay. I need you to I need you to read the comic. I, I only read one comic. You will read the comic. I read two comics. You will read the comic. Like I read Ninja Turtles and I read Back to the Future. I said what I said. All right, I heard you. I'll bring it to you. Okay. Uh, but tell me, uh, tell, tell, please, let's talk about Danger Days. I love it. <laughs> I, I do. I love Danger Days, and I was listening to it last week, and I forgot how much I love Danger Days. Yeah. Because it's not my go-to Mike Am album. It's actually like my third favorite. Okay, my Kim, my Kim album. So it typically gets forgotten. 
when it, when it comes to when I want to scream saying something in the car, that one just never comes up. Yeah. So, yeah, I instead of talking about that, let's talk about my chem. Like, <laughs> that's why that's why I was like, uh, don't make me do this. <laughs> how would you rank them? Like the four, because there's four. If you don't count conventional weapons, conventional weapons, yeah. Um. See, this is why I put uh instead of putting an elbow. This is exactly why I did this. Um, I would probably put Danger Days at the bottom of all four. Oh, okay. I would probably put Danger Days at the bottom, but there are some like, and that's why that's why I don't number things is because they it, it it just has such a fluency to where like it builds up, it builds up, it builds up, and then like mm-hmm. boom, it hits you with a perfect fucking song. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I get it, and it all makes sense. So, like, for me, it would be, like, Vampire Money, which is mm-hmm. a great song. Yep. Or uh, uh, Scarecrow or Destroya. Like, those mm-hmm. are such great songs. And I'm like, okay, this is a solid fucking album. So I can't even rank it at the bottom, but it's at at the most, it's at the bottom. <laughs> and when you, like, when, like when, if you want to rank it, it's at the best. B- it's the worst. <laughs> at best, it's the worst, but at, bur- at the worst, it's the best. It's like, oh my God, it's just so good. Um, and then after that, I would say, um, I would say, probably, probably I bought, I bought you my bullet, you bought me your love. And see, that, that would be bottom, easy bottom for Really? Me. Easy bottom. Oh my yeah. God, dude. I think I said this on the last one, uh, or mm-hmm. me, uh, on that, the MCR episode is, uh, early sunsets over Monroeville mm-hmm. is a perfect song. Is a perfect song, and like if you are not a fan of that album, like that should bring it up. Just that song, <laughs> like that's if you when you listen to that song, it's like okay, this this album is actually mm-hmm. really solid. Just <sighs> because of early sunsets over Monroeville, I just, like it's it, like it's an album that I have to make myself listen to. I don't, like, I don't. It's I'm just like, um, can we get to the other <laughs> the other three because. And, I, I just I got nothing for it. And then uh and then it would be And see, I battle with this. It's surprising. I battle really? with I battle with this is because like Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, I want it to be my second favorite album, but then mm-hmm. there are so many songs on the Black Parade that I really love and like they just go vice versa because mm-hmm. I love Cancer from the Black Parade, but I also love Helena from uh Three yeah. Cheers for Sweet Revenge and I love the story from both of us like it's just such a struggle with me, which is why it wasn't on my list. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> it's a, uh, <laughs> like but the Black Parade is top three for me of all all time of, of all time. Easy, I can see that. Easy, fuck like like my wife has like direct. She has directions on what to play at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> and what and, song is being played? Just the whole album. The it's, entire it's, yeah, album it's, of the Black it's, Parade. It's, 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 it's going to be like Continuum by John Mayer. It's going to be uh, the Black Parade. Uh, shit. I, I've got it written down somewhere. <laughs> um, like legit. I have it written down. Um, but yeah, the Black Parade's number one with a bullet. Yeah. Dude. Um, <sighs> Danger Days is so good. Uh, yes, it is. Danger Days it's is so good. It's like, so good. It's according the, it's, to my calculations, <laughs> it's the eighth best album of the of no, the teens. It's a, no, it's, a, it's one of the greatest <laughs> albums. It's so good. <laughs> I think I think you will have a new love for Danger Days mm-hmm. the moment you read the uh, True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys. I might. I might. Yeah. So that's 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 next. Uh, because at some point Hunter and I are going to talk about that that comic book. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
he wanted he wants to do it at maybe at this time maybe we've recorded this episode so i'm gonna say it anyway he <laughs> wants to do it i said that we needed to do it with uh philip the person Rollins. That, yeah he yeah. owns uh offbeat mm-hmm. and he also has the podcast geeked up and yep. they talk about comic book stuff yep and he was saying maybe we should do it on geeked up and i was like it's a music podcast that we do yeah and this this comic book is centered around Danger Days, an mm-hmm. album of an emo band, My Chemical Romance. It makes more sense to do it on our podcast it does. than it does it absolutely to do does. it on it. He's yeah. like, I don't know. They're like, no, we're going to fucking talk about this. We're yeah, going to talk about this comic book. Executive decision. Just be yeah. like, hey. We're going to talk about this fucking comic book. It's, I, th- I think it will move up in your in your in your thoughts of MCR it might, it might. the moment you yeah it. I have no hate I have zero hate I know you don't days, so I know you don't I just don't want you to think it's like at the bottom because <laughs> yeah oh my god it's so good I'm gonna listen to Destroyer when I leave here uh what is your next one <laughs> shit <laughs> uh ooh maybe you have this one on your list okay uh mine is the 2020 experience by Justin Timberlake. Oh, no, it is definitely not on my list. Why? See, the way that you feel about 24 Karat Magic and how it's so fun it is, uh-huh. it's like, yeah, this is, this, is, this is 2020 experience for me. Like, I liked that album. Yeah. Okay, I see. It's just, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, it's, hey, good for you, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when that, when, that, when that album came out um, and Suit and Tie, I was like, oh, my God. It's just like... It just feels right. It feels perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Z came in and did, you know, he did a perfect verse yep. for a suit and tie. And at that time, I had heard a couple really great verses that Jay Z puts on other people's songs. But I was like, dude, we're talking about like being once a pop sensation boy band mm-hmm. and then like now you're married and have kids and you want to like you want to be print primed and like like trimmed and it's just such a perfect song and then to put the perfect person right next to it who did the exact same thing but just with rapping hip-hop yeah which was jay-z and i was like oh my god this is perfection in a song mm-hmm. and then when you go back and listen to the 2020 experience and goes dude this song sucks compared to the rest of this album it's like it it just it it has uh it has it bubble gum um i think that's this one maybe that's this one uh spaceship coop uh that was that album had had length problems and so that was the thing he had said when he had done it with uh future sex love sound Mm -hmm. when he had put that album out um he said that if Elvis can make a song that's eight minutes long, eight minutes long, so can I. If that Prince, doesn't mean you should, though. He was like, if Prince can do it, then so can I. And again, that doesn't mean you should. And he had done it had done so well with uh, Future Sex Love Sound with a couple with songs that mm-hmm. he did like Love Stone. It, you know, it was almost a seven minute song. Um, and then he did the 2020 Experience, and I was like, yeah, dude, no, absolutely, everything makes sense to me. Like the entire, and it was it was such a. You have 12 songs. Mm-hmm. You have 12 songs. If you didn't have the deluxe, you had 11 songs. Uh, no, you had 10 songs. You had 10 songs. And in that, those, that's an hour. That's an hour of music yeah. for 10 songs. Yeah. So, yes, it, is the, it, it has a length issue. But as far as like 
wanting more, he gave it to you already. Mm, he already gave it to it's, you. Yeah, it's, it's 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 like again, it's good, but I absolutely adore it. Oh, this next one we're gonna we're we're, we're gonna have a nice discussion on. My number seven is all time low. Don't panic. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk. I know how you feel. I know, like I've heard you talk about all time low a few times. Uh huh. And I know that you really like. Um, dirty work. Yes, and you really like nothing personal. Nothing personal. And I like <laughs> don't panic. Uh huh. And last young Ren- or last young renegade. Yeah. The last renegade. Yeah, last whatever the fuck it's the name of that album. The last renegade. La- no, young renegades. Last young renegade. Is it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like legit. It was either going to be don't panic or last young renegade. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it. Uh, what is the name of this? Last Young Renegade. You're all right. I'm very sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about Don't Panic. I, I am a late... Uh, I'm, I'm a late in life all-time low <laughs> fan. Like, seriously, I was not super into all-time low until about three years ago. Okay. And then it just kind of completely took over my like my listening patterns for at least six months. And I went through each of their albums systematically, you know, like mm-hmm. I, just like I do. And I feel like there's like a like a an arc to their, their songwriting. There's an arc to, yep. to, to their entire career. And I feel like don't panic is them at the peak of their pop punk, like stylings. Yes. But going and, into pop. And it, but it's also the beginning of them actually writing songs that matter. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, they, they then, you know, they play with some shit with some later albums. Yeah. Um, I'm what's what's the one after uh shit. There's one that I didn't that I did not name. What's it called? The Future Hearts. Yeah, like Future Hearts. Ironically, that's the first one I heard. Yeah. And it's my least favorite. I love that album. It's fine. It's a it's a, you good, know? It's a good album. It's got it's got the uh one of the Madden brothers on it. Uh it's got Mark yep. Hoppus on it. Yep. Which was when, you know, uh Alex and Mark Hoppus were like we should do something. Oh, and they did, they, did, they do simple yeah, creatures. Simple creatures that they're the first simple creatures EP is not they're very good. The second one is bomb. Like the second, it's fucking great. It's on my listen. It's on my list to listen to. You need to. This, yeah. The second one is really good. Okay. Because uh, I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah. See, the, I, the first one just didn't hit. Okay. Didn't hit, but that second one hits real hard. Okay. Uh, I'm excited. Don't panic is all-time low at the peak of their powers. And Last Young Renegade, I feel, is when they finally reached a point in their career where what they're doing feels more like art yes. than anything they did earlier. That's why that album almost made it. Mm-hmm. Because individually, I like a lot of the songs on the album more. Yeah. But Don't Panic holds together as a cohesive work. Better. Okay. I do have an all-time low. On my, I figured on you my did. <laughs> is it dirty work? It is dirty work. <laughs> it is dirty work. Uh, originally, it was nothing personal, mm-hmm. uh, but then I was like, I do, I do love nothing personal. Mm-hmm. I hold it really close to my heart, and I think I hold it more close to my heart because of uh, Stella, uh, Lost in Stereo, and Weightless. I think I hold it, you know, really close to me because of those songs. But as far as like cohesively, for me. 
mm-hmm. is Dirty Work. Like, I can listen to Dirty Work front to back. Yep. Uh, no issues. Um, and it was it was a lot of it was a lot of growing up. This was a lot mm-hmm. of the time of them growing up. So not just you know uh, the the kind of love hate relationship with you know a girl that you'd been dating for the last three months, but like being genuinely hurt by someone mm-hmm. and talking about it and being you know in pop punk fashion being petty about it. Yes. <laughs> um and so like the whole the whole this is the second time this person's going to come up in this specific episode is mm-hmm. Demi Lovato. Okay. Alex was dating Demi Lovato. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so in Dirty Work there is uh which song is it? Return the Favor. Okay. Um and I I don't I don't know what happened but he he names off like song titles of hers. Oh shit! In the writing, and I'm like, dude, this is genius. This is so good. <laughs> like, okay, yes, you can you can kind of hint and say, okay, this is about this person, but no, to put their song titles and lyrics in your lyrics mm-hmm. is it's 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 ingenious. It's ingenious, yeah. and like it was the first time uh, with Alex's music. I'm like, okay, dude, you're really growing up. Mm-hmm. You're really growing up, and it's still fun. It's still fun. And so I understand, like, the don't panic. It's like that, yes, we're changing. Yes. It's, and, it's, it's them acknowledging that growth from that last album was healthy. Yes. Let's lean into it. And, and it's like, and even, even with the title, like, as crazy as it is, is don't panic. Don't panic. We're going to change, and you're yeah. going to be okay with it. It's uh-huh. going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, dirty Work is very polished, like, yeah. especially coming off of nothing personal. Like, Dirty Work sounds like a corporate pop and it album. is and it is and you know they, they they talk about it they talk about it uh being like their worst album but i disagree i think it has some of the best no. writing on it for me uh i think it was you know poking holes at at corporate you know record labels and mm-hmm. how they're kinds of pieces of shit you know we want you to be the next blink 182 and i was like no we're not blink 182 we're, we're all time low having to say we'll be the first all time low yeah we'll be yeah. all t- we'll be all time low and so like they make fun of that kind of stuff and uh the i feel like dancing video where they go mm-hmm. through and they do all these different music videos they do california girls they do mm-hmm. uh they do uh bad romance by lady gaga it's just really fun and so it was like, yes, it's fun, but let's, you know, we can pick, we can poke holes at this and poke fun at it, mm-hmm. uh, but also still be grown up about it. Yeah. It was very much like the the take off your pants and jacket of Blink-182. It's like I love take off your pants and jacket. It was all my it was on my list before I, it was the decade. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Dirty work. I would put dirty work probably third. If I if I'm ranking them. Uh-huh. Oh man. Oh man. This one, this is this should be fun. Number six. Now, mind you, I am ranking mine by the one I like the most. To the you know, uh-huh. this is this is an order. Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Tell me why. That album's full of bangers. It like, is. It really, is. There's there's not anything deeper to it. It's just a pop album it's full of so- pop fucking bangers, man. <laughs> You thought I was going to disagree with you, but no, no, I it's don't. fucking great. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> Teenage Dream is a solid album. It dude. is front to back. I don't care about I don't care about the deluxe that she put out because it was already great. It was uh, already yeah. great. I mean, yeah. dude, like Peacock is so oh, fun. Peacock is such a song, man. <laughs> so That's fun. a goddamn song. <laughs> it was 
Uh, and then when when she was like, okay, I this album did really well. Let me put something that means something. This is the keep it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Circle the drain was. Oh my god, this is so good. Yeah, yeah. Like that. And the thing is, is I don't know if it's my favorite Katy Perry. It Katie, is, but because I really like uh, one of the boys a lot. Okay, like a lot. But it wasn't this decade, so it was not a non-factor. Okay. Teenage Dream is, ironically, the worst song is Firework. It is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, like the biggest song of her fucking career <laughs> is the worst song on that album. So it, it's it's so odd that I don't, like, I, I usually don't put that type of music on that type of pedestal. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's, like, that album was in my rotation for fucking four or five years even after the next one came out what was the next one uh prism prism yeah like prism prism is good it's a great album prism's really good it's a really great album but it's not teenage dream it's not teenage dream yeah so there you go yeah my friend steven smith really loves prism and hated teenage dream so i'm i'm saying this if you're listening to this steven you're wrong he yes yes i don't even know you steven i apologize (laughs) but you're wrong you're wrong I was at I was uh I was at Tougaloo College listening mm-hmm. to because uh, that's when that album came out, and um I would walk from school back to my apartment, and every time I would walk into the house, all of a sudden I'd be listening to the one song people think I should not be listening to, which is Peacock, <laughs> and so the person that was living with us, me and my mom, uh, which is one of my sister's friends, her name Kobe on, she was like, why? Why every time you come into the house, you're listening to Peacock by Katy Perry? And I'm like, it just so happens to be like I walk out of class. <laughs> I turn, because, because I walk at a consistent speed. <laughs> I, like, I walk out of class. I put the album on and it starts with uh, California Girls. And I, by mm-hmm. the time I get here, we're on track six, which is Peacock. Yeah. It's like it just makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so good. Like it almost doesn't make sense how good how it is. Good it is. Yeah. So I'm okay. I'm glad we agreed on that one. Yes, um, I'm probably going to have to hold your hand with this one. Probably. Um, th- my next one is Section 80 by Kendrick Lamar. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like Kendrick Lamar is one of those. Like there are certain rappers that I respect infinitely, mm-hmm. but I don't have the tool set to understand why it's even good. Okay. You know, I'm like, dude. I hear this album is great. I trust that it is because everyone I know is losing their fucking mind about it. I don't get it. I can't, I, I just, I can't get it. I don't, I don't understand, you know, and, and that's fine. I don't have to understand. I just have to respect. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I think damn was a really great album. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think it was the album that he was meaning to put out after the Black Panther soundtrack because uh-huh. he executive produced Black Panther so he's mm-hmm. on a lot of songs of that so a lot of lyricism uh, that went from To Pimp a Butterfly meshed into the Black Panther soundtrack mm-hmm. and should have been you know damn should have been after the Black Panther soundtrack but it was prior okay so it just it, fe- it feels it feels really abrupt going from yeah. if, if you listen to his album cohesively it feels really abrupt but section 80 like when did that one come out? came out in 2011 okay so this is before all of that yeah okay this came out in 2011 and it was kind of like Kehlani kind of like John Mayer it's just like out of nowhere Mm -hmm. out of nowhere and people had heard 
of you know J Rock because J Rock was with Cash Money, um, and you know he had put out stuff ten years ago, so they kind of knew that at the time he was going just by K Dot. Okay, and which is the nickname that he tells that he goes by now, but originally, which was his first real rap name, which was K Dot. and he puts out this this project called Section Eighty, and it's about uh, it's about uh, human trafficking. It's about you know, uh, it's like a lot. It's a lot being like Kehlani being from Oakland, but he's going, he's being from Compton and talking about all of this stuff and how he was on the verge of being on such a bad road and finding like real true friendship and realizing okay, let me look, let me take a step back and find out what I'm looking at here mm-hmm. and how this could turn out really bad. Okay, and he does a really great job of that, and um, to get the world to to stop and say, okay, this is something to be reckoned with, um, because at the time, you know, people were doing a lot of music, like Pharrell. He was, you know, he was doing a lot of production and stuff like that. This was around the time of Happy was coming out, and he was like, mm-hmm. I need to stop and talk about how great Section Eighty is. Oh, okay. Like I, I need to, I, I need to take a moment and it's, say, it's like I'm, I'm here to talk about my album, but yeah, let's talk. Let's, let's talk about how hold on a second. Is. Yeah, um, and you know, it's Pharrell saying, okay, it's dude, this is the this is the best album right now. I haven't stopped listening to it, mm-hmm. and to be on that caliber to say, you know, the the person that that gave you your best, you know, Snoop Dogg songs, the the person that gave you your best Justin Timberlake song, the person mm-hmm. that gave you your best Neptune songs, mm-hmm. or your, and then you say this person out of nowhere yeah and you just say this is the best album i've heard in a long time it's just out of nowhere yeah and it's sick dude it's so good and i can go back and and listen to it at any moment and say okay this is this is what i miss and it's like now listening to him he's like he's like rattled and very confined of an artist that he wants to be and Mm -hmm. tries to portray himself to be at this time he is unchained he's like i'm just saying whatever is best whatever sounds great not Mm -hmm. necessarily caring about a sound that an entire album should sound like but this is what i think i should sound like it sounds raw it is it really is uh and philip will probably listen to this and say that you know the the Kendrick Lamar EP or OD, uh, mm-hmm. Overly Dedicated, which were the ones prior, mm-hmm. uh, is his best project. I think it's Section 80. Section 80 is like one okay. of his best projects. Uh, number five. We're to number five. We're on five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and this one I might have to hold your hand through. I don't know. Okay. This is The Spade by Butch Walker. Okay. I am I'm aware of Butch Walker, but mm-hmm. I'm not aware of The Spade by Butch Walker. So, Butch Walker was in this band called Marvelous 3 in the 90s. Okay. And it was, like, big pop rock, like, it, basically music that wasn't being made at that point. Mm-hmm. He was making it, and then 10 years later, bands like All Time Low were making the same brand of music. Yeah. You know, just very, it's, it's like stadium pop rock. Yeah. Which uh, is, uh, that makes sense because the way I know Butch Walker is from Fall Out Boy. Yes, yeah, absolutely, and he is a stellar songwriter. Like he can write a hook, he can write something touching, he can write uh, basically anything you want him to. Yeah. And when Marvelous Three broke up, part of it was he recorded an amazing album and they didn't get any promotion, 
And the record label was like, oh, well, we're not going to promote you anymore. Fuck it. Wow. And so the next album they re- he recorded with them, he just did whatever the fuck he wanted to. Yeah. And knowing that as soon as it was released, he was going to be dropped. Like, Marvelous 3 was going to be dropped because it's not going to be what the record label wanted. Right. But they had to release it because they're, That's contract. What you're supposed to do. they're under contract. So if they don't release it, then what the fuck are we even doing? They broke up. He recorded an album called Left of Self-Centered. Mm-hmm. And it, he did everything on it. Played every instrument, everything. And it's one of my favorite albums of all time. It was early, it was like 2001 or 2002 when it came out. Since then, he has gotten very experimental yeah. with the brand of rock, rock, like pop rock that he's making. Like he did a whole, did a whole album that was like a 70s, uh, like 70s stadium rock album. Yeah. And the Spade is the first time I feel like he sat down and said, I want to make a classic album because he can, he can write whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. It's, it's, he's just that talented and the spade has, how do I put this? You think when you think someone like, uh, Bruce Springsteen. Okay. You think, Oh, born to run, you know, that's his iconic piece of work. You know, you think Michael Jackson, Oh, thriller. That's his iconic piece of work. I feel like the spade is when he finally sat down and said, I should probably make something fucking iconic and great. Okay. And that's exactly what he did. Like, I love the spade so much. I just added it to my library. So fucking much. <laughs> and, and it came out like right around the time he was producing the fallen yeah. boy album, uh, save, save rock and yeah, roll, save rock and roll. And he also did uh too, too rare to live too weird to die. Yes, he did. Uh, and there's a lot of uh, overlap in the style. Yeah. Not necessarily the like the instrumentation, but like the, the lyricism. There's a lot of overlap there. Yeah, Miss Jackson sounds like uh, Miss Jackson sounds like my, my songs know what you did in the dark. So yes. I can guarantee you that that's what this is going to sound like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's not as big as the stuff that he's done in the past. Like it's, yeah. it's not a stadium album, but it is a very catchy, very poignant album that has... Fast numbers, slow numbers. It's just I, I fucking love the Spade so much. Yeah, uh, and he's released some more stuff since then. It's all been good. Just but Butch Walker's fucking great. He's just fucking great. I added it. To, I added it to my library. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited to listen to it. That's a good call. I, no, okay, no. I remember this of uh, Afraid of Ghosts. I remember when it came out because I've seen this. Yeah, Afraid of Ghosts is weird because it's it's basically ten songs about his dead father. Okay, so it's weird. sad as shit. <laughs> Uh yeah, I remember. I remember. Um, stay st- and stay gold is th- th- that's one he released, and I felt like he just wanted to tour because it's really good and it's full of songs that convert really well into concert venues. His number one song on Apple Music right now is mixtape. Mixtape. Oh, I love mixtape. Yeah, yeah. And it is from uh, uh, letters. One Tree Hill soundtrack. <laughs> yes, it's also <laughs> on. Yeah. But yeah, mixtape's great. I think I know that song. Cause you gave me the, the best mixtape. Yeah, 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 I do know that song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I do know that song. Yeah. Uh, okay, Butch Walker. I'm excited. Yeah, I think he also did some production for uh, All Time Low at some point. Probably. He's he he's a producer extraordinaire. All right, so 
Next one on my list. Mm-hmm. Remember we talked about MCR? Yeah. Remember what I had for MCR? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Fall Out Boy? Fall Out Boy. Okay. It's, uh, it's like, don't make me, don't make me fight this. Actually, actually. I'll, I'll sit on that one for a few more minutes because okay. I have a Fallout Boy album coming up. Okay, good. So yeah, all right. So we'll co- we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Let's talk about One Thirty One by Amarosa. Oh my god! Yeah, I have no fucking clue, man. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, are you aware of? Which is crazy because I'll I'll go ahead and let you know that I have a dance Gavin dance uh, album on my list as well. Okay. Um, are you aware of the band Dance Gavin Dance? I have heard of them. Okay. And I'm vaguely aware of the type of music they make. Okay. Dance Gavin Dance originally had a uh, singer that did clean vocals. His name was Johnny Craig. Okay. People know Johnny Craig because he sold MacBooks to kids, and they opened it up, and it wound up being bricks. Because Johnny Craig is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but he was in Dance Gavin Dance, mm-hmm. and uh, they dropped him because he loves heroin. That's a good reason. Yeah. Uh, and he started a new band. <coughs> it that, wasn't called I Love Heroin, is it? No. That new <laughs> band was called Amarosa. Oh. And then they dropped him from Amarosa because <laughs> he loved heroin. <laughs> okay. And then we got such a great, great singer, and his name is Bradley Walden. Okay. And he puts out – so he put out the uh, – album prior to 131 and it was like okay so we'll do this and this will be cool i'm glad that you guys like me and so they went and put this album out and it was really good it had uh i'll just wait on it it had uh, a thousand crowns really great album Mm -hmm. and then he puts out 131 they put out 131 which is very different from the stuff that they were doing originally Mm -hmm. and it's almost a pop album Okay. It's almost a pop album, and it's got such great writing on it. Uh, I remember s- when I saw them, they opened up for Pierce Vale. Okay. Uh, so they they opened, crazy enough, they opened up for um, Punk Band, has the Indian guitarist. Oh, Super- Sum 41? Sum 41. I fucking love yes. Sum 41. <laughs> they op- uh, Imarosa opened up for Sum 41, and I was pissed off because I was like, man, I really wanted more Amarosa because I, at the time I had just gotten into the 131 album mm-hmm. and I fell in love at that show. And I was like, dude, this, these songs are so great. And I can go back and listen to it. And just recently they put out, uh, earlier this year in February, they put out a new album called Peach Club. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. They put out an album called Peach Club. And he was like, if you have not listened to 131 and you did not like it, don't listen to our new album. That's ballsy. It was like, don't listen to it because <laughs> it is a pop album. You're not going to like it. And if you liked Amarosa, if you liked Amarosa One Thirty One, congratulations, you got a new album that you're gonna love. <laughs> it was like, re- it was like really is how you said it, it was ballsy. It was like yeah. if you don't, if you like it, fuck yeah. If you don't like it, fuck you because this is a new direction we're going in. <laughs> because it's 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 not the same, but it's like kind of like that like dirty work. Don't panic. Mm-hmm. And Peach Club is so good. Uh, but I can't put Peach Club on my favorite albums of the decade because I have to give the homage to 131. Okay. It's, it's a That's really good That's absolutely album. fair. Yeah. Okay. 
Next is Ed Sheeran's Multiply. Okay, yay. It's number four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, and I'm fucking comfortable with putting that number four. I'm a Mess might be the song of the decade. I'm a Mess is great. My For me, ter- uh, mm-hmm. ter- uh, Terafia, so however you say yeah, it, yeah. that song right there Okay, uh, for me. So good. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh God, I, I love that album so much, man. I remember being so indulged in that album and being happy to talk about it yep. with everyone. It's like, dude, it's so good. The writing's so good. It sounds so good. I watched that Dublin thing he did on YouTube. I watched like six or seven mm-hmm. times. Uh, and I actually quoted that uh, a couple weeks ago to a friend. And because in, in that show, he says, uh, he they do a Nina Simone song. And he uh-huh. said, the, the lyrics is, Oh, daddy, not love me, girl, or something like that. Something, oh, but anyway, they, he's like, everybody sing it. I need everyone to sing it. Everyone sing it because yeah. he, you know, he does the loop pedal, and yeah. he goes, I need you. I can't do this on loop pedal. I need you to do it. Everybody sing it. And so he points at one guy and he goes, I don't see you singing this song. <laughs> and the guy's like, I'm not gonna sing. And he goes, You're at a concert, and we're all having fun. No one's going to judge you by saying, oh, daddy, love me now. <laughs> but we're going to judge you if you don't. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yes, absolutely. You're at a concert. You should take yourself out of your the piece of shit that you are and, <laughs> and live for the music and live for, live for the moment. And mm-hmm. he hadn't done that. And so Ed Sheeran tried to get him to do that. Yeah. And so I quote that because I've watched that thing so many times because the writing on Multiply is just so great. The, it's, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Like, I, I think my only issue is it's not a cohesive experience at all. Yes. It's not. You have, sometimes you have to listen to it in parts because like coming into this album, like the idea is this is some British acoustic guitar guy. Yeah. You know, and the album starts off with two straight up, just acoustic guitar guy songs. And then it goes into sing (laughs) <laughs> produced by Pharrell. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Is this fucking left turn? Like, I'm not taking anything away from Sing. It's just those first two songs are like they're from a different era. Yeah, oh, and dude. it's it's so it's it's odd. It's it's very disjointed. One is it has such a great music video to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah the the lyric in that song uh terafia see I, I, I don't know how to how you say it it's yeah tenerif tenerif c yes or something, like something like that uh but the lyric he says is basically um like him being at the altar with uh, with the person that he's about to become he's about to become man and wife with mm-hmm. and he talks about you look really great in this and then I'm looking into your eyes and I see the sea and a blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, Dean, you take a breath and I realize I'm not alone in this place with you. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, very rarely does someone deserve the amount of fame they get. And that's a very cynical way to, you know, yeah. look at things. Ed Sheeran deserves every ounce of success that he has. The man worked for it. He worked for it. He has the talent. He has the appeal to appeal to everyone. Yeah. Like thinking out loud, that song is has it, that song is dead at this point because it's been killed by so many times. everyone. But 
at its core, that song is insane. Yeah, how good that song is, and it's a song that will resonate with everyone. Yes. I can play that song for my seventy-five-year-old grandmother. My mom loves that song. Yeah, she will love it. You play that song for a two-year-old, they'll fucking love it. Like it, like that, and uh, like that song, and what's the other one on here that is like that? Uh, uh photograph. Photo- photograph. Yeah. Like those two uh, songs, so good, are <laughs> timeless songs. You know, they're just certain songs that when you hear them, you know that they're going to resonate for generations. Those two, absolutely. Um, my next one is going to be "Dance, Give a Dance." Okay, uh, and it's going to be "Mothership." Okay. Um, where in their career arc is this? This is after. Uh, this is after Johnny Craig. The second time. Okay. <laughs> because after he left Amorosa, he got back <laughs> with Dance, Give It Dance. He got back, back with Dance, Give It Dance, and then they dropped him because he liked heroin. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> they dropped him because he liked heroin. Um, and then they put out this, so they put out something prior to uh, Mothership. And it had, like, it was spotty. It was like, mm-hmm. it's got a song here, it's got a song here. This song's not so good. Uh, but this song is really great, so it makes up for that other song not being so great. <laughs> um, but then Mothership came out, and it's like, every song is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have such a re- weird writing process. is because it's like, Johnny Craig sings, like, soulfully. And mm-hmm. it's like, very blue-eyed soul. Yeah. Um, but then you've got this person fucking ravaging with scream lyrics, uh, and it worked it, for some reason. It worked so well, yeah, yeah. Um, and now you've got instead of Johnny Craig or whoever the other person was, you've got Tillian now, who's like an octave higher than Johnny Craig, maybe an octave or two octaves higher. So mm-hmm. he's got almost the Pierce Deville sleeping with sirens squeaky okay. voice. Okay, and you still have uh, John Mess. Who still has this, you know, this guttural sound, and it's it works so well. Um, the the videos for Mothership was great. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of it was animated, and it was like uh, creating the serum to bring these people back to a planet. I don't. It was. It's all very very weird. <laughs> uh, but it's it's just it's such a great such a great album. Everything mm-hmm. sounded so great, and I remember falling in love with it. Okay. Um, from the moment it came out to like now, if you ever go to my if you ever go to my Apple Music and figure out what I'm listening to, at some point you're gonna find out that I'm listening to Mothership because <laughs> I am. I'm gonna be listening to it sometime. Yeah, actually, my next one uh, it's Save Rock and Roll by Fall Out Boy. Okay, like that's one of those albums that I periodically just go back to. Yeah, to remind myself. Oh yeah, I do love this. This thing is fucking great. <laughs> and I do that with a lot of Fall Out Boy. Uh, if we're talking late generation Fallout Boy, like the new stuff, uh-huh. it's the only one that I come back to with that reverence. Okay. Um, I liked American Beauty, American Psycho. I remember I was talking about this. Yeah, like, I liked that album, but it fucking infuriated me. I know it did. Like, it just, it didn't feel good. I liked it, it just didn't feel good. Yeah. Like, the songs that were written specifically to be, like, radio hits mm-hmm. they f- th- those songs felt like they were put together in a laboratory 
Yeah. You know, and the, and the other songs weren't good enough to make up for it. Like Hunter hates uh, the uh, Uma Thurman from that from that album. He was like, all they did was just took the theme song from Monsters. Yes, and that's why he hates it. Well, like, the song is fine. Yeah, but it's not it, like it's it. That's a song that didn't deserve the hit, like the the, the, the fucking attention that it got. Like the song's fine. It's not a fucking top forty hit. No, absolutely. No. Not. Like, like, what the fuck? What happened? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I am like the again with the Renaissance, like the Fallout Boy Renaissance that is happening right now, mm-hmm. where teenage girls all over the world are in love with with fucking Pete Wentz again. Weird. And like originally, like when people when your girls were in love with Pete Wentz is because he showed his dick online, but like now they're like, oh my god, he's such a great dad. I'm like. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like that's such a weird. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. So like, the Fall Out Boy disappeared for what three, four years, five years, four, five years. They so their uh, Fall Out Boy came out in two thousand eight. Two thousand eight, and then uh, Save Rock and Roll came out in two thousand thirteen. So five, five, five years, that's six, six. That's about six. Almost, okay, it was almost six. Okay, when my songs know what you did in the dark hit. Oh my god. It well, it it hit at a really interesting point in my life, uh-huh. where I was like between marriages, and I was turning to music a lot for just a lot of like you know to get me through things and like yeah. to get through emotional shit. And like that song from the band that I was so fucking into in the previous you know decade, mm-hmm. that was them re-entering the arena with a song that fits an arena written and produced like partially written and produced by one of my favorite artists butch walker it was like the fucking stars were aligning (laughs) and that that song has such an energy to it and such a it feels bigger than it is yeah you know and i'm sure that's all in the production no it's not not, the song the song is as big as you think it is it it is it is as big as you think it is and like i saw him twice live on that tour twice so did i yeah and (laughs) Like even like even the album tracks are really good. Alone together is a fantastic fucking song. Yeah. Um, what's the song they did with that? Uh, the Mighty Fall with Big Sean. The Mighty Fall with Big Sean. Homeboy's voice on that song is unreal. <laughs> unreal. Um, yeah, like it's it's it, an album that was a new direction. Yes, it was absolutely a new direction. But at the same time, it felt like Fallout Boy. It, they somehow like the Venn diagram of wanting to stay the same and wanting to grow was just a fucking circle. It's crazy. Maybe this is their uh, dirty work. It was. It was like a pair of pants that you've had for twenty years. Uh, <laughs> waiting to see where this goes. <laughs> and it's the most comfortable pair of pants you've ever worn. But then you wake up one day and you're like, "Oh shit, these pants are new." <laughs> Oh my god. Man. What I'm saying is Save Rock and Roll is like magic pants. <laughs> yeah. I'm sticking with that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like Mania was not even close. Oh, man. Oh my god. Not even fucking close. Like, I adore Mania. Mania has some great... There are legit great tracks on Mania. As a whole, it's kind of a mess. I love it's, it. And, and I kind of want to know the stuff that they pulled off of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I want to because they they went you know they went back and said okay we don't. Patrick said I'm not I'm not I'm not okay with the way this album sounds. Yeah, uh, I'm not okay with what we chose. Mm-hmm. Let's go back, take a step back, and look at it again. Yeah. So I I I wonder the stuff that they took off because like 
<sighs> Stay Frosty, so good. Um, the last one, the last of the real ones, so good. Um, Wilson. I was gonna. Well, say, oh, Wilson is my favorite song. In the album. I was gonna say yeah. something about all of my problems, but then I got drunk and I forgot what I was talking uh, about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that—that that is vintage fucking Fall Out Boy lyrics right there. Uh, I see. What was the one that you said before that? The um, the last, the last of the, of the real, real ones? ones. I don't like that song. Really? Like it? It? I don't feel like the lyrics match the music in that song. I just feel like uh, Patrick is just mumbling shit. To get it on the track, <laughs> and, is, it, and it doesn't fucking fit. <laughs> which the is music. a thing that people say all the time. It's like, man, like it, that song specifically. <laughs> it's like the song is moving along like this. The song is moving along like this, and then it gets to the the chorus. Like, last of the ruins, last of the ruins. It's like, oh shit, we're running out of time to say these words. <laughs> I love it, dude. I don't know. I love. Like, I love. I don't. I don't know if I love it as much as save rock and roll because, like I said, it's just. There's just so many different. Don't make me do this. <laughs> uh, yeah, like you, you put Fall Out Boy ugh for, for a reason. Uh, yeah, I originally was not as impressed with American Beauty, American Psycho because I absolutely despise the self-titled song. I hate it. Oh yeah, that's a. I that hated is not it. a good song. I hated yeah. it. I hated it. And then as I listened to the album, I go, okay, it makes sense for the album, and that's mm-hmm. that's why I say like I can't number things because like everything fluctuates, and that song fits the album. But it just doesn't fit Fall Out Boy. Well, it, like, if that song fits the album, then that explains why I'm not that big on that album. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because... It, fi- it fits the album uh, as being kind of like... It being, mm-hmm. it being the worst song on the album. Because, you know, you have, you have Novocaine, you have Favorite Records, you have Immortals, uh, Irresistible. Uh, it's, it's a really great yeah. album. But it gets, it gets so like saturated by just that song because you hate it so much yes yeah. and that's probably and, why you dislike and that centuries album. immortals uh, irresistible irresistible those three songs might as well be the same song you think i don't yeah disagree and, and, and those are specifically the three songs that i feel they that were made in a fucking science lab <laughs> it's like what what beakers do we have to pour into this mixture for fallout boy to resonate again Okay, I can put the champagne bottle to that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. So, what is your choice? So, your your choice was save rock and roll. I'm not choosing. You're you not. Have to fucking you're choose. not going to make me do this. Ma- make a decision. No, <laughs> <You're> not- <laughs> no, it's not happening. So, like your your favorite album is just uh, Fall Out Boy. Yeah, I'm just going. With, I'm just going with my gut here, dude. All right. Okay. Don't All make right. me. Don't make me choose a Fall Out Boy album. Don't make me choose an MCR record. I can't do it. Okay. All right. <laughs> on to number two. Because as great as that one is, it's not my in my top two. It's not in my top two. My Number two came out this year, and it's Bad Flower. Okay, I'm sick. I don't... I think we talked about Bad Flower. Yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah, when you were we on, about yeah. When you were on Rally Breach, we talked about... Yeah. About, t- it's, a really good, it's a really great band. It's... The, yeah. Yeah, like next fucking level. Yeah. Like, uh, the... the as I said earlier, woke as fuck band, like, <laughs> like very vocal about their opinions mm-hmm. in a way that a band, most bands have not had in a while. You know, uh, typically when you release music, the idea is to rope in as many people as you want as you can. So you write this middle of the middle of the road, you know, content that can apply to you regardless of your belief structure. Yeah. Bad flowers. Like, fuck you guys. Here's our agenda. Eat a dick, and that's 
kind of ha- they don't sound like a punk band, but they feel like. But a punk they feel band. like it. They, they do. Feel they like definitely a punk band. feel like it. And a lot of his, a lot of I think his name's Josh. Yeah, uh, a lot of Josh's lyrics are deeply personal. Mm-hmm. Like their big hit song is "Ghost," and it's literally about him attempting suicide four times. In and he writes about every different time he cuts himself. And it's like, oh, I fucked up this time. I didn't go deep enough. It's like, oh shit. I'm bleeding a lot. Mm, my leg's going to sleep. This one might do it. And then, you know, he survives it. <laughs> you know, like each, each time he, like one time he, you know, he, he cuts his wrist and the act of doing it isn't as painful as the regret of having done it. Yeah. You know, and it's just a really, a really good s- portrait of like the mindset of someone who is depressed. Yeah. Someone who might actually be suicidal and him clearly writing himself out of this funk <clears throat> that he's in by just putting it on front street. It's like, Hey, this is how I feel. It's dark. I'm fucked. Help me. There's a song that I'm absolutely addicted to right now called um, Promise Me. Yeah. And it's, I think it's their latest single. I don't fucking know. But it's a song about him finding the love of his life and them looking at each other and saying, we're never going to grow old because we love each other so much. And the metaphor that he's speaking to, to is you're growing old, which is actually you're dying. Mm-hmm. And his in in the story that he's telling, his girlfriend, wife, significant other, dies at the end, and he's like, "You promised, you promised that we would live the rest of our life together. How could you fucking lie? I know it's not your fault, but it sucks. But it sucks, <laughs> and I don't know how to deal with this. You know, and and th- like, there's one line. Oh god, one fucking line that makes me cry every time." And it's like right at the crescendo of him having to deal with, I'm going to be alone. She's going to be gone. And it is, all I wanted was one more life with you. And I was like, God damn it, man. Like, you just punched me in the dick. Stop punching me in the dick, Josh. I'm literally looking at you and you have goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. Like, that fucking fucking song, man. And the whole album is littered with lyrics like that. You know, he's got a whole song. There's a whole song written from the perspective of someone on Xanax. Yeah. And it's called X Anna X. Yeah. And it's, it's the opening song and it's loud and it's aggressive and it's manic. And it's exactly what I want in that type of music right now. And it's the, the album has resonated with me more than anything this decade. Okay. Except for, I guess, number one, because <laughs> <laughs> number one. it's not number one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, dude. I'm I'm glad that you really like that band. Yeah, like if I I, 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 I want to get I more will, into it. But. Yeah, I I fucking I will ride for those motherfuckers any day of the week. <laughs> I've seen them three times this year. That's awesome. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. Have you talked to them? Yes. Yeah, that, I got a picture with them. Hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. It's cool. So, what's your number two? <laughs> um, crazy enough, like the number one that I that, that that's going to end up being number one. Yeah. I am. Solid would be the very last thing I talk about. Okay. Um, my second to last on this list is local. Okay. It is 
uh, Hestia by, by Empty, Empty Atlas. Atlas. Oh man, <laughs> it, that's a good album. It is Hestia by Empty Atlas. Uh, it is a divine album, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, I struggled between if I wanted to put it or Codetta South's album. Uh, mm-hmm. um, a few regret, a few regrets, mm-hmm. uh, which is also like <sighs> I can listen to both albums back to back, front to back, mm-hmm. left. Right, <laughs> like, on random. <laughs> yeah, like put those put those two albums together and put them on random. Nice, um, because they're just they're just fantastic. Um, Brennan's such a great singer, and mm-hmm. like I love sad shit. If you if you guys have not noticed, <laughs> I fucking love sad shit. Find me crying on your local in your local uh, record store. <laughs> like, uh, I I love that shit and. Um, I think it was one of the reasons that I loved a few regrets so much is because mm-hmm. at that time I'm I'm really excited to see what Brennan does with the next Codetta South album. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's married and happy, uh, kind of like yeah. a, Adele yeah. and doing twenty five. Don't fucking come to me with that shit. <laughs> like, like I want some sad shit. Don't come to me with that happy shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> Brennan. If you're listening to this, this album better be fucking sad. <laughs> this album better be fucking sad. If it's not, I'm gonna punch you in the face. And I want you to write an album about that. Like it's like it's, like at the very least, write about how sad you are that you can't write sad shit anymore. Yeah, absolutely. This album better be fucking sad. Uh, but Hestia was like it. It's just I just it's so good. Fr- friend of the show. Yeah, yeah. Like we, we've had uh, Micah, Micah on, yeah, on here a couple yeah. times, um, and uh, Micah's a really, really good friend of mine. I've t- I've taken pictures for Empty Atlas a bunch of times. I've taken a bunch of pictures for mm-hmm. you know Killed Out of South. I'm decent, decent friends with them, but dude, I I I can't sit there and pretend like this wasn't one of the greatest albums I've ever heard. Uh, yeah, Micah's lyricism cannot be understated. Absolutely not. Or, I'm sorry, can't be overstated. Absolutely like, not. He is a fantastic songwriter. He uh, he uses the word uh, juxtapose mm-hmm. in a song. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then and and he he not only does he use the word juxtapose in a song. It's not weird. No, it's like, not. It, it's not like you hear it. And you're like, the fuck did he just sing? No, you're like, that's the most beautiful juxtapose. <laughs> Uh, and, and it's that, that song is one of the songs that I, like you said, the, the crescendo of like, um, mm-hmm. this is, this is where I lose it. Uh, and that's the song, Amen. Um, uh, I can't even think of it, but like, it's, mm-hmm. it's the, it's in the second verse of, of Amen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I get this. I've done this. I've been here. I do it all the time. So yeah micah uh empty atlas brennan bobby um i'm forgetting his name right now it's it's gonna bother me i'm so sorry dude uh you guys put a and not just not just them because before them there was um there was the band before you know it was originally yeah yeah. uh some other people and i can't take it from them because yes you guys did, they're the ones that performed they, on the album you guys yeah. performed on the album and you guys did such a great job uh if you're listening to this i i really appreciate you for giving me such a great album to go on and uh listen to for the rest of my life because dude it's one of them it's wonderful but my, my wife got me turned on to it yeah it's, it's definitely yeah. one of them so good choice good fucking <laughs> choice man uh all right so by my math i should have one more and you should have one more yes okay just make sure that we're on the same page here. We're on the same page here. Okay. 
So this it's one, not going to be the same. Oh no, it, it absolutely <laughs> won't. Um, this one may take some explaining, especially since I put it number one in, on my ranked list. Okay, uh, and it's Walk the Moon. Talking is hard. Walk the Moon is fun, dude. I love Walk the Moon, and fun is that's the first adjective I would yeah. I would describe. But dig any deeper than like what you've probably just happened to hear, mm-hmm. and. Not only will you have fun, you'll also have like sadness, you'll have reflection, you'll have some of the best written like alt pop songs I've ever heard are on Talking Is Hard. Okay. Like the album is so good that I started listening to that genre more. Okay. Like th- th- there's four, there's at least four bands that I've stumbled upon and I'm like, shit, they sound like Walk the Moon. Yeah, well, I gotta hear fucking more of this because of that album, and you know, all of the uh, the, the the fucking like Spotify and Google Play Music and fucking Apple Music, all of them keep track of like plays. Yeah, you know, I've legit listened to "Shut Up and Dance" hundreds of times. Yeah, hundreds of fucking times, accidentally, <laughs> just because the song is so fucking good, uh, and that's just one song like let me pull up this track list and which 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 album is this talking is hard talking is hard okay then yeah i'm gonna pull it up as well so i can read it yeah like it really only had one big big hit um there were some others that got some airplay like different colors got some airplay uh but they've got a song called aquaman okay it's the very last track and someone at their record label needs to be fired for not releasing that to radio. Okay. That's how good Aquaman is. Uh, Avalanche, Portugal, like, Work This Body is a fucking dance song. But, like, at, at their core, they, you ever heard of the band, um, I'm sure you have, Two Door Cinema Club? Yes. Two Door Cinema Club is, like, the predecessor to walk that, that genre of music. Uh-huh. And... They have taken it and embraced it so well and integrated it so well into what the modern understanding of what pop music is Mm -hmm. that it almost feels like they've created their own corner of the world. That's sick. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's still alt-pop. That's all it is. It's just college music mixed with fucking pop music. It's it's always good to to have an artist that is so similar mm-hmm. but so different to where they have to create their own genre. Well, well no, I was actually careful not to say create their own genre because everything they do is very reflective of music of the past 15 years. Mm-hmm. Like this this band doesn't happen without the Killers. Yeah. You know, like the Killers are kind of responsible for an entire generation of music and the Killers aren't that great. <laughs> like hot fuss is a is is amazing but that's about all they did but hot <laughs> fuss informed an entire generation of artists yeah and walk the moon rode that wave and decided we can do some shit with this yeah and they've done some shit with this like the album after this i almost put on my list uh, i can't remember what it's called what if nothing what yeah what if nothing like that's a that's a that's a bold uh, fucking title. Yeah, yeah. I almost included that one. I just didn't think it had as many standout songs yeah. as Talking is Hard. But 
God damn it. Talk, like, talk, literally changed my opinion of what I'm allowed to listen to. Okay. And what do you think you're allowed to listen to? Well, I'm allowed to listen to anything, but okay. it, in my sub, like my subconscious tells me this is something that you shouldn't listen. This to. is something I should listen. To. Like when I hear a pop punk riff, yeah, my subconscious says you need to listen to this. You know, when I hear, you know, anything that sounds like a Tool ripoff, Chevelle. Like I hear a Chevelle <laughs> song, I'm like, I should probably listen to this. You know, I'm just not going to listen to Tool. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> That album changed my reflexes when I like when I hear that there's there was a band that opened for Bad Flower. Okay, that's very much in the same vein. Uh, they're called the what the fuck are they called? Them Weathers. Okay, Weathers, just like this this young, brash, poppy California band that is just their music may be sad, but it brings sunshine into my world, and that's what Walk the Moon does. So, like, when I heard Weathers, my first thought was, God damn it, I get to listen to this, <laughs> you know? And, but, but I feel like my opinion of talking is hard informed all of that. Okay. That's a good, that's a good choice, dude. Yes, yes. Yeah. What's your number one? <laughs> that's a good choice. Thank you, thank you. Um, my number one, uh, if you have listened to DSK... You you will know that this will not be by surprise, <laughs> not at all. Beyonce's Lemonade album is the God best fucking album of this decade. I fi- I figured it. I figured it is it. the best album of the fucking like, decade. I was thinking it was either going to be <laughs> like Beyonce or Gaga. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Yeah, um, Lemonade is the best project of the decade. Okay. Um, and I say that not because of uh, just the album, but I mean overall. Yeah, it, uh, it, it was it was more than just an album when it came yeah, out. Yeah, it was def- it was definitely more than an album. I mean, Adele knew she wasn't supposed to win that album. She was not supposed. Yeah, to She admitted on she, on stage, she, "I'm not supposed to win this." Yeah, she was like, "This isn't mine." It's definitely Beyonce's. Yeah, because even Beyonce knew, and 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 that was the time at that point, Beyonce was she was genuinely hurt to not win album of the year because she had put so much work into it and then the twins and like all sorts of stuff it's just it was a it's a beautiful record it came out of nowhere it came out of hurt um mm-hmm. you know this was the time after um the elevator fight right uh and finding out a bunch of stuff about her husband and you know uh, him cheating on her with uh, this girl that I can't even remember her name is, what her name is, but is definitely not Beyonce. Uh, it's not Beyonce. <laughs> uh, she's Becky with the long Be- Becky with the good hair, um, <laughs> and um, but she was genuinely hurt, and she cried at she cried at the Grammys because she knew she should have won mm-hmm. because she had put so much work into it, and that was when she stopped fucking caring and she got very black. <laughs> she, got very, she got very black and she was like you know what i'm going to take all of this money i did and i'm going to rent out one of the things that you think that i'm not supposed to rent out the museum where the mona lisa is and i'm going to make a music video in it and you're going to mm-hmm. be okay with it yeah and she did it no oh, yeah. <laughs> she fucking did it yeah um, yeah what like i'm not too familiar with it like i, I, I listened to it and i was like okay it's 
cool. Not my cup of tea. We and that's fine. No, it's, 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 but that doesn't take anything away from it. I'm not taking anything. Oh no, you can't. <laughs> she started it off with you know putting out this this visual concept movie where every instead of instead of a video anthology, it mm-hmm. was a film, and it was it was uh, it was released on HBO, mm-hmm. and it was. It was magnificent. It was, you know, there was so much, there was poetry in it. And so, like, I hate the fact that there's not a version of this album with the poems in it. Oh, yeah. Because, and it, the, the poetry was so good. Uh, she talks about one of them. She goes, uh, why don't we all take a picture? Me, you, and your favorite girl. And then basically she says, I can take her hands and put them on mine. She said, I can take her scalp and wear it as a hat. Me, you, and your favorite girls. And I'm like, shit, dude. Damn. <laughs> Damn. And then she does this, you know, she does this, um, she does the album right after it dropped immediately after the, the mm-hmm. HBO uh, release. And then a couple days later, after the Super Bowl, she's like, oh, by the way, we're going on tour as well. Mm-hmm. And then the tour is miraculous. It, that's why I say it is the greatest project of the decade. Nothing can compare. Okay, okay. Someone who refused to number his list is suddenly like, oh, I've got a number on this I, one. That one is. <laughs> if, if anything else, Lemonade is the album of the decade. All right, all right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not arguing. Like, you, you, you've, you've... My logic is solid. You've, you've stated your case. <laughs> like, uh, I, I think it's funny that we... We both made solid fucking twenty, like a lit. Like our list was good. There's so much I could have put on this. Uh, but yeah, yeah. There's there, so there's, there's, there's so many that I systematically took like, off. Yeah, took off. Like uh, as I said, I make a top ten every year, just to get each year out of my system. You know, uh, so going back to these past ten years and cherry picking stuff out of those top tens still hard. It was still hard, but at least I had some sort of guide. Yeah. Because otherwise, yeah, if it wasn't would, if it wasn't for the guide that you gave me, I was like, ah, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I really wanted to put a 1975 album in there. Oh, that's such a good album. But to this day, I don't think they've put together one solid start to finish great album. Okay, yeah. Like they're the master of like six amazing <laughs> fucking songs each album. Because they do. They have like each album they have has at least five songs that I just play and I play and I play. I literally made a playlist of their second album that removed the bullshit. <laughs> you know? So it was, it was nice having the guide because oh, it would have been fucking hard. Yeah. Man. If it wasn't for that, I, I, yeah, we'd be here longer. <laughs> yeah. We've been here fucking forever. Uh, so that, that does it. We did it. We did it. We did it. High fives. 10 years from now, we'll talk about the twenties. <laughs> And you also won't pick a Fallout Boy album that during that decade too. No, I won't. We're and MCR is putting it into the universe. MCR is putting out a new album, so you're not going to make don't, me do that either. No, no, yes. no. That's the last thing I want. Yeah, I don't. I don't want any new MCR. Just like I don't want any new Raging Against the Machine. Like I don't want any new Raging Against just, the Machine. Just tour. Just tour. I was. I was hoping this would go well, which I think it did. Uh, and no. I'm probably going to leave all this in, or I might not. Fuck. Fuck the listeners. I don't know. <laughs> I kind of want to do the odds, like do the same thing, 20 albums and do the year 2000 to 2009. Okay. Like there's, it's a very different me 
that you would get out of that group of out like years. Okay. Um. Yeah. That's that's definitely a different me as well. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't get into I didn't get into um to punk music until two thousand. 2010 2011 oh shit yeah wow so it, you would all you'd be picking stuff that's either not punk or stuff that you would have to look back at which i'm doing a lot yeah and and i do a lot i i find that it's real hard it's real hard mm-hmm. like that's you know a lot of people when they talk about music they're like oh man the classics are the best it's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. you know they like i mean this i'm about to soapbox you for a second here i'm fucking tired of hearing about old music <laughs> I'm fucking. T- I don't give a shit about your '70s rock. I don't give a fuck about how like a dedicated '80s station. Blur. Sure, '80s music is great. I don't give a fuck. You've gotten enough attention. Give my people. Give my generation's music attention. It's very hard for me to go back to old fucking music. Yeah. And give a shit. I can feel that. You know, it had its place. It was fine. It's probably influential, but I don't have fucking time for it. No, there's too much great music that is being overlooked right now for me to give two shits about some Leonard Skinner song. I don't care. (laughs) ACDC is great. Whatever. Eat a dick. I'm not going to listen to it. (laughs) I think we should do that. Talk about like the The, the 2000, 2000, 2009. Yeah. Yeah. We do last last decade. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, let's shut this down. We're running way long. Yeah. Uh, I have fun. You are on the Dead Scene Kids podcast. Dead Scene Kids podcast. uh, One half of Dead Scene Scene Kids podcast with Hunter Camp. I really, I really enjoy doing podcasts with Hunter. Uh, We we have this kind of banter that it's it's genuine. We don't cut anything out. If you guys ever noticed that, Mm -hmm. Uh, we don't cut anything out. Whatever gets recorded gets recorded, and you get you get it all raw, one hundred percent. I mean, we have our inside jokes, and we go, we'll talk about that later. But mm, yeah, as yeah. as far as like anything else, like you're going to hear the honest and truthful yeah. kind of conversations that we both have. Uh, but yeah, we uh, I, I I really appreciate you uh, less letting us be a part of the Reality Breach family. Oh yeah, you uh, are. We have we have thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. So so dead scene kids on Instagram, Instagram, and the tweet machine. We have we have a Twitter, uh-huh. uh, and sometimes we use the Twitter. And we have done this before. It's like, is our new uh, episode up? And somebody retweeted it. And it's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not up. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you guys for thank you guys for having <laughs> me on. Th- thanks fun. for listening. This uh, has been fun. Hopefully, hopefully people actually listen because this is kind of new to reality breached, and we are like a hundred and. 50 or something episodes in and they're kind of accustomed to not hearing about music Mm -hmm. so who knows (laughs) uh but thanks for listening if you made it this far and tune in next time i promise this time it'll be geek stuff it'll be probably star wars at this point yeah it should be star Star, yeah star wars will probably be the one i want to be on that episode okay i want to be on that just fucking watch star wars yeah there you go i I already have my ticket okay all right cool (laughs) then yeah you tune in next time Alden will be here to talk about Star Wars. Uh, and I'm Sergio, that's Alden. Uh, uh, get the ransom. Shoot, the, shoot hostage. the hostage. That's how it goes.
Thank you for listening to Reality Breached. Don't forget to check out our other podcasts, the Black Pocket Podcast and the Reality Breached Local Spotlight, all available on realitybreached.com. <laughs>